This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. On Sunday when the church bells start ringing, they're ringing for you and for me. Let's all gather round at the church Sunday morning and we'll all kneel down and pray we'll pray to our Lord up in heaven to guide us safe home on our way it's a place where we all meet on Sunday to worship our Lord up sins be forgotten and meet with our loved ones above. I'll meet you in church Sunday morning and we'll all kneel down and pray. We'll pray to our Lord up in heaven to guide us safe home on our way. In heaven I hear a voice calling From the land where there's no endless days Let's all be prepared to meet Jesus The path is narrow and home far away I'll meet you in church Sunday morning And we'll all kneel down We'll pray to our Lord up in heaven To guide us safe home on our way We'll pray to our Lord up in heaven To guide us safe home on our way Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour
This robe of flesh I'll drop and rise to seize the everlasting prize and shout while passing through the air. Farewell, farewell, sweet hour of prayer. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We come together to worship a God who loves, a God who teaches wisdom, a God who delights in righteousness, a God who seeks loyalty and faithfulness, a God who rewards those to trust, a God who loves those who love. Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg. Thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, Kathy Christensen, who will be our reader and provider of the children's message, and thanks again to Isaac Christensen, our recording engineer. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Some announcements. Uh, next Sunday will be at Trinity Lutheran at 9.30. On Tuesday night, on the 25th, we'll have a gather meal at Duranda Lutheran and all the community is welcome to come and enjoy a time of fellowship and a good meal. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name, even when we are not together in a church building. God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle, or a cross, and have a Bible uh, to follow along with the scripture readings, just to make a small worship space to enhance your worship experience. As we begin, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts but to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. We continue with the confession of sin and forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of wisdom and grace, too often we have sought happiness in all the wrong places. 
we have put our own needs above the needs of others. We have ignored your pleas to care for one another and have fought to care only for ourselves. We have forgotten to trust you. Forgive us for our selfishness, our immaturity, and our blatant disregard for others. Restore us by your grace. Amen. Our God sees and knows our sin, but God also sees and loves our humanity. On this day, I proclaim to you the entire forgiveness of all your sin, given as a gift of joy by a wise and loving God. Amen. We continue with the gathering songs. Sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see, wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty, teach me faith and duty, beautiful Blessed one gives to all wonderful words of life. Sinner, list to the loving call wonderful words of life. Also freely given, wooing us to heaven. Beautiful words, wonderful wonderful words of life beautiful words wonderful words wonderful words of life sweetly echo the gospel call wonderful words of life offer pardon and peace to all wonderful words of life so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus says the Lord Jesus, Jesus how I trust him how I've proved him more and more Jesus, Jesus Precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Oh, how 
how sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust His cleansing blood. Just in simple faith to plunge me neath the healing, cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I Yes, it is sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease. Just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. I'm so glad I learned to trust Him, precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that Thou art with me, wilt be with me Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I've proved Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Well, thank you, Debbie and Jim. We continue with the litany. My child, do not forget my teaching. Call us back to listen to you, for you, we have forgotten. Do not forget to be faithful. Instruct us again, for we have pursued our own way. Trust in God with all your heart. Reassure us with your presence, O God. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Give us the humility to turn to you. I want you to have life and have it abundantly. We will return again and again to learn from you. Let us pray. God of understanding and insight, you have spoken words too great for us to interpret, and yet when you speak, our hearts are warmed and our minds are stretched. Teach us your wisdom and show us how to live with joy and faith in Jesus' name. Amen. And now I'd encourage you to share the sign of peace or to bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures, and if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings as Kathy shares them. The first reading comes from Proverbs, the first chapter, verses 1 through 7, and chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for learning about wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for gaining instruction in wise dealings, 
righteousness, justice, and equity, to teach shrewdness to the simple, knowledge and prudence to the young, and let the wise also hear and gain in learning, and discerning acquire skill to understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. My child, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For the length of days and years of life and abundant welfare they will give you. Do not let loyalty and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and of the people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, knowledge, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be a healing for your flesh and a refreshment for your body. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 13 verses 34 through 35. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told the crowds all these things in parables, and without a parable he told them nothing. This was to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth to speak in parables, and I will I will proclaim what has been written for the foundation of the world, the gospel of our Lord, and praise to you, O Christ. It's time now to speak with the young people of the congregation, of the parish. Uh, hi, guys. Did you ever wonder what, how people studied and learned thousands of years ago, long before Jesus was born? They might have used an abacus. Do you know what an abacus is? Do you know what it looks like or what it's even used for? An abacus is a manual computing device. It looks like a wooden picture frame holding parallel rods that hold beads and it's used for counting and arithmetic problems. You know, as we go on in history, there are other things that happened, uh, different ways of learning. Later on, there was a printing press and that was invented. And then, you know, by using that printing press, they could print books and then people could start reading those books. It was different from what you use now at school or at home. Now, we not only use books to learn, but we have computers and iPads and cell phones, and we can get information just instantly. In that first reading I just read from the book of Proverbs, which if you remember, is in the Old Testament, there was a man named Solomon, and Solomon was the son of David, and Solomon was a very wise king. King Solomon wrote down over 800 pro Proverbs, and that's part of our Bible. King Solomon wrote Proverbs so that God's people could learn more about how to live in peace with God and one another. You know, I think one of the most important Proverbs that King Solomon wrote was to know who God is. And that's really the beginning of our knowledge. Is it possible to know everything about God? I don't think so. Does that mean we should stop trying? Of course not. God invites us to keep on learning about him in many ways. 
Could we use an abacus? Of course we could, because you see, math is part of God's creation. How about a book? Of course, the Bible has many things that teach us about God. But how about an iPad or a tablet or your cell phone or a computer? Of course, you can read the Bible on all of those devices. You can also research about God. There are many tools, other tools that we can use to help understand God. Our way of learning is always changing, but we always find a way to learn about what God is and how we are to live. God is the center of our lives. God will always be with us, helping us learn to love and respect other people and how to treat one another with love and peace. So let us pray. Dear God, help me to learn more about you in every way I can. And thank you for loving me. In your name, amen. and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Well, this is kind of a tough sermon to preach about because it's about wisdom and parables and where God kind of hides wisdom in the form of stories. But I have to admit uh, a couple things. How do you teach wisdom when if you think you're wise, you are not? And uh, so I can only share some thoughts on it. Uh, and maybe the only way we know if we are wise or not is if somebody else tells us, because if we claim to be wise, we probably are missing the boat. There's a sense in which um, wisdom is a lifelong process. And it comes through, and sometimes it really distorts how we have viewed things in the past. Wisdom is a growing edge that pushes us 
from the familiar to things that uh, are, might disfamiliarize us or disorient us. Uh, from the narrative, it's, it speaks that way, where it says parables pose as something familiar to us because they are settings of characters and tropes that we recognize, but parables are rhetorical tools intended to defamiliarize us with our preconceived notions to interrupt our status quo. Parables muddle the lessons and morals that we might otherwise have thought were simple by adding an extra processing step or two into our internalization of any given idea. They leave us struggling to answer questions because they are meant to help us uncover questions instead. Jesus explains to the crowds that he uses parables to fulfill the words of the prophet. The prophet he is referring to is Isaiah. As part of Isaiah's commission, God tells Isaiah to deliver a couple of central commands to his people. Keep listening, but do not comprehend. Keep looking, but do not understand. We might paraphrase this by saying, stay engaged, but don't get stuck in your everyday assumptions. Don't stop seeking, but be sure you do it with an open mind. Long story short, learning from Jesus isn't like learning from anything or anyone else. And that means we can't approach it like we would approach anything or anything else. Learning from Jesus is less about the from and more about Jesus. Learning from Jesus is less about knowing the teaching and more about knowing the teacher. God's wisdom is a wisdom that requires a posture of humility, a posture of love, before any knowledge is relayed and before any understanding can take root. It is a wisdom based in listening to a story rather than deciphering it. The text from Proverbs this morning drives home the point that everybody has the need to learn, no matter where you're starting from or where, what you've already picked up. There will never ever be a point at which you can't discern further or observe something more or different. Jesus' use of parables is a promise to us, a promise that Jesus will keep disorienting us just enough to help us listen to him in new ways, just enough to keep getting truly wiser. Well, that's somewhat helpful for me as I think through this text and as we listen. And I think as the pastors in the area, as we got together for our text study, they had the parable of the uh, wheat and the tares, and which uh, goes out and Jesus, of course, it, the, soul, the workers go out and they sow the seed and at night the evil one comes and plants weeds and the workers discover that, and they, as they grow, they say, should we pull the weeds? And Jesus says, no, let them grow together at the harvest, we will separate them. That story is a hard one to uh, understand completely because it speaks about our community, our church, and when do you say, no, we have to, have to separate or divide and when do we have to say, no, we, we continue on, and it's not our place to judge anyway. 
or the story of the, story of the prodigal, or the story of the Good Samaritan. They all have stories that, that challenge us in new and different ways. And if you look at a lot of different interpretations, you, you find yourself continually challenged to grow in understanding the parables of Jesus. Some things that I've gleaned over the years that I think are important. One of the things they say, like in James 1.5, it's that uh, we ask for wisdom and Jesus or God will give it to us abundantly. Beginning of wisdom is the asking for it. So that we ask God for wisdom like Solomon did, who looked at when God said, what would you want to have as far as gifts? He could have chose gold, he could have chose power, he could have chose a whole lot of things. He chose wisdom, is what he asked for. And that's where he began to grow as a person with great wisdom. So maybe when we talk about this, we maybe at least ought to start with that aspect. In prayer, ask God to give us the wisdom. It's not just knowledge, it's wisdom, applying knowledge to everyday life. I have a number of P's that are you going to, so prayer is the first one. The second one is perspective. That is, get a bigger picture. Get a bigger picture of what God wants from God's perspective. That's where you become wiser. If you can do that, you start seeing yourself in a lot of different ways in ordinary ex experiences, but it brings meaning inside of those experiences. Listening and watching is important to gain insight. There's a little story that Gerhard Frost shares uh, that I kind of enjoyed. I don't know if it applies as much as I like, but I think you'll enjoy the story with me. <coughs> there was a little boy whose class was preparing a dramatic presentation of the story of Peter Rabbit. He spoke of it nonstop to his family and friends, and especially as the day drew near, excitement ran, ran high both at home and at school. The day came, and along with it, a big disappointment. The boy was sick and couldn't attend. His mother was especially sorry and worried that his part would be missed. Finally, with one expansive gesture, the little actor said, Don't worry, Mom. The teacher's got two whole rows of us cabbages. Us cabbages? How well that describes us all at times. We each have days when we feel so ordinary, no, not special at all. But God's gift of mercy gives us worth more than what we feel most, when we feel most unworthy. We live in the forgive, forgiveness of our Father, and that makes us always special. No one whose life story is written in grace can be an ordinary person. And no day of grace is an ordinary day. We can shake the cabbage complex by turning away from ourselves and turning instead to face our trustworthy God. His abundant and active goodness singles each of us out. We are all his beloved children. You see, that's a different perspective when we see it from God's eyes. We are all his beloved children. Sometimes we may feel as if life is nothing more than a play 
and that we're all just cabbages, insignificant, unworthy, expendable, irreplaceable. These are the times when we can look to our Father for comfort and reassurance. To the one who watches over us, all of us are special. Isn't that a good promise for us? And isn't that a different perspective than what maybe our world has when we deny people that are poor or who are a different race or who are struggling in different areas? We may think they're cabbages, but God's grace is for them also. So looking at his perspective is very, very important. Also, I think one of the people that we sometimes overlook are children. God's, and Jesus says, don't, uh, you know, unless you become like a little child. But we usually think of children as people that we need to teach, that we need to uh, change and help them to grow and to become wise. Again, Gerhard Frost has a little poem to a child. Oh, little one, oh, helpless one, oh, great receiver, teach me. Teach me to be at home with gift, to be at peace with need, to rejoice in my belonging. Teach me to trust beyond all seeing, to be blessed beyond all knowing, to rest in God's pure being. You see, that's where wisdom comes in, is where we learn in humility of what God and how God sees each of us and what goes on. The other one that I wanted to share was a little bit on P is the priority one. Wisdom is where we learn to put our priorities in the right place. And a little example, and I hope you can make the connection, talks about a father who had two daughters. <clears throat> and those daughters, uh, he was pretty protective of. And you've heard stories of daughters uh, who might be uh, going out on a date and how the father tries to scare them or whatever else. Well, this father had a unique way of doing it. He, as he meets the boy at the door, he says, hey, good to see you. And then he says, hey, you know, I've got this great, really expensive sports car. And uh, I think if I let you take it out, you'd take care of it, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, yes, sir. You wouldn't speed in that sports car, would you? Oh, no, sir, I, I, I'd behave. You wouldn't scratch it or do anything to harm it, right? That's right, sir. And by the time he's done describing that sports car, that, that young man is getting a little nervous, and then the father says, but you know, you're taking out the most thing that's more valuable than that sports car, my daughter who I value more than anything else. And I would expect you to take care of her, wouldn't you? Won't you make sure that she is safe? And he goes through this list. I don't know how the young man would uh, respond to that, but I think he caught the idea something was important, and to that father it was the daughter. And that he, too, was one who was to then value that person highly. That's kind of how God moves in our lives. We sometimes put sports cars and other things that we take care of so carefully, but God's priority is people and community 
and how we learn wisdom is putting people and God's grace at the top of the list. Lastly, we talk about parables. So we had prayer, perspective, priority, and now it's parables. It's an insight into to Jesus and how he shared his message. And I like what the narrative said. It was about learning who Jesus was. And in learning who Jesus was, we know more who God is. We sometimes talk about going to heaven and how that's so important. Well, one day there was a young child and a father holding a hand and as they watched the, the older girl to be about four and every step was a bounce. She was so excited with expectancy and joy. It was obvious that this was the day that they, that they had talked about and planned for and she couldn't wait. Her father looked down at her and asked, where are we going? To grandma's, she shouted, punctuating her words with a higher bounce than usual. She didn't say to Bismarck or Billings or the cities, but to grandma's. As far as she was concerned, she was going to a person. The place didn't matter. She was an eloquent witness of the fact that we home in those who love us, in people more than in places. Where are we going when we die? Everyone has a right to ask. Perhaps it's the wrong question. Whether we should wonder, to whom am I going? Again and again, during this lifetime on earth, our Lord Christ said, I go to my Father, to my Father, to our Father. How much more important this is than any speculation on what heaven looks like. We're going to our Father. Lastly, I want to share one more thing from Gerhard um, about what's important and where priorities and our, where the parables always keep pointing us to as we hopefully gain wisdom. And in gaining that wisdom, these things become part of who we are. Gerhard Frost writes, I have a friend who is admired by all who know him for his wisdom and creativity. Throughout his life, he has been a voracious reader, but now his sight is failing. Recently, he served as a resource person at a study workshop. After the workshop, I met a student who had attended and asked, was he in his usual excellent form? Yes, he answered. I especially remember his opening remark. He was standing at the front of the room looking out at us. We all knew that his eyesight was going poor. He waited for the room to become quiet and said, I can't read much anymore, so I don't think about as many things as I once did. And then he paused and added, but I think more. I think more. We seek breadth natu naturally. We frequently need no urging to be interested in many different things. We like to take pride in the fact that we're always learning something new. But when our options are suddenly narrowed through illness or accident or some other circumstance, we find ourselves with time we never had before. Although we wouldn't choose it, our sudden deprivation can be an act of grace. Without it, we might miss the chance to exa examine ourselves and reach new understanding. 
A crisis can help us stop, think, and absorb more fully the depths of God's will and purpose for us. This process can move us from being simply informed to being truly wise. Paul the Apostle urges us to think selectively and with discrimination. He advises us to be less concerned about details and to concentrate on what is true, honorable, just, pure, gracious, and excellent. Our wisdom can flourish if we take the time to think about these things. And then maybe someone will look at us and say, there goes a wise person. Amen. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our continue by sharing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. 
listen to your children pray. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us Let us pray together for the church, the world, and all who are in need. God of understanding and discernment, you have given us words to live by, wisdom that surpasses all human understanding. Show us how to live with faith and love so that all the world may know of your faithfulness and love. God of wisdom, in mercy hear our prayer. Your entire creation is fully alive, blooming, storming, nurturing, raging, evolving, sustaining, and creating. Protect your good creation with your loving hands and teach us to tread lightly on all that you have made. God of wisdom, in mercy, hear our prayer. The time is always right to learn and grow. Stir our hearts to learn more of your ways and give us a desire to open our hearts and minds to you. God of wisdom, in mercy, hear our prayer. Restore to healing and wholeness all who suffer, for those whose suffering is public and supported, and for those whose suffering is private and alone. Repair and restore all brokenness. Especially today we remember Alicia Strike, Ron Lee, Helen Jorgensen, Shirley Lenz, Randy Goglin, Becky Anderson, Ida Martinson, Matt Crerup, Jean Hoisington, Scott Morgan, Julie Dubois, Helen Erickson, Lee and Maureen Nicholson, Pat and Lucille Trof, Jim Wade, Joyce Anderson, and Kelsey Zamuda. God of wisdom, in mercy, hear our prayer. In every land there is fear and there is faith. Where there is fear, <clears throat> excuse me, bring healing and peace. Where there is faith, bring a desire to share God's love with all who will listen. God of wisdom, in mercy, hear our prayer. We remember the saints that have gone on before us and rejoice in the wisdom they shared with us, teaching us to be righteous and faithful. God of wisdom, in mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, loving God, we lift all for whom we pray, confident in your grace and mercy, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church 
even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. In fact, maybe even if you don't have money that you can share with someone else, do what they do in Malawi. They put their hand over the offering plate or you could put it over your heart and say, God, I want to offer you this act of service this week and name something that you can do in response to the gospel message and for the love that you want to share with others because of what God has shared with you. For the offering prayer, let us pray. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am
listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time.